0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Grip Tape Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Garibaldi, a Grip Tape alumni and youth leadership board member. For those of you who don't know, Grip Tape is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that gives $500 grants to youth with a lack of resources to help them explore their passions in 10 weeks through their signature learning challenge. So, today I have Cooper with me to tell us a little bit about his learning challenge. So, do you want to say hi?
1: Howdy.
0: Great. Well, it's so awesome. Very creative. We love the Southern integration. So it's so awesome to have you on the show. So Cooper, I know your your learning challenge was all about learning how to make a smart jacket. So can you tell us a little bit about what a smart jacket is? Because I've heard, uh, you know, these kind of like news articles, it's like, oh, it's the future of like clothing and fabric. But I haven't really like put that together, like the types of things that they can do. So what is that kind of technology? And how does it
1: work? So uh, for my smart jacket, at least, because there's definitely so many ways you can go about it. The term smart jacket is just kind of like, uh, you know, a general nomenclature for, you know, tech integrated clothing in the jacket form, I guess. Uh, I was going to have low level hardware, so like um, microprocessors and whatnot because that's uh, kind of where my area of expertise lies. And I was going to hopefully have sensors on the jacket and things that I could then have actions associated with. For an example, I know like a really popular one that I had heard uh, recommended to me because, you know, I tried to get everybody's opinion on it uh, was just, you know, like, hey, do a temperature sensor on the outside and inside of the jacket so that you can like adjust for ambient uh, temperature which is actually, like, super possible. And I know the one that I was personally most excited for was I was going to have, like, a moisture sensor on the uh, shoulder pads of the uh, jacket so that I could actuate the hoodie and have it pop up. I thought that was maybe uh, a bit... Oh, goodness. What's the... Uh, Inspector Gadget-esque? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah. And then a smart... What makes it technically smart is its connection to the internet and this kind of falls into the whole uh thing of iot internet of things it's this concept that was pioneered back in the early 2000s that described a world where everything had sensors and a connection to the internet so you could in theory monitor everything from anywhere in the world and so you know it's a smart jacket quote-unquote because it it falls into this kind of you know iot umbrella what i had hoped to achieve was to connect it to some sort of uh home assistant ai like uh, alexa
0: Oh, that sounds really cool. And no, I think that in future years, that's definitely going to be possible with now. There's like a smart version of everything. It's literally insane. But yeah, I think that, you know, the IoT that you were talking about. But yeah, I think that's definitely like... Uh, the future, I think, for jackets, like to have things like you mentioned be integrated with the environment and to like adjust for like moisture and temperature and things like that. And so I think that's really, really interesting. And, you know, a jacket connects to the internet and that's kind of wild. So I think that's really <laughs> cool. And so i um, kind of backtracking a little bit because I think you mentioned uh, how some of these areas of technology were your expertise and you were interested in them. So how did you first become interested in the technology involved in smart jackets and was that always something that you wanted to do, or is it something that developed more recently?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, not to fly in the face of the pretentious uh, per se, but I've always <laughs> been enamored by um, technology. As a kid, I used to like take old computers apart and like look at it and have no clue what was going on, but be, you know, uh, <laughs> entranced nonetheless. Um, and then with microprocessors um, in specific, around my freshman year, um, I had become really good friends with my computer science teacher. Actually, back in my freshman year, I had described to him this uh, this plan of doing a smart jacket that I thought was so cool. And at the time, I also thought I could do because I had no clue uh, what it would entail. Um, and spoiler alert, it's still not done. And it probably won't be for a little bit. But that's, you know, what happens with these kind of, you know, yeah. projects. Um, and so when I was describing it all to him, he thoughtfully gave me one of those little, like, Arduino, like, you know, mess around kind of oh, kits yeah, yeah. Uh, that he had just kind of had laying around because he, he didn't have a use for it. So uh, I started there and then... I, you know, found on Amazon that I could order different microprocessors and I learned all about it just, you know, like on my off time and whatever. And I don't know, I just got really into it.
0: That sounds super interesting. Yeah, I remember those Arduino kits. I remember using them at some point. I don't know if it was like early because I know we had to do something like that in middle school or something similar to that. I had to program an Arduino at some point. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember those. those brought back memories but yeah i think it's really cool since it's like something that you've like developed over time and it's almost like like i know other people too that have like since they were young they've been like taking things apart and examining how they work and i'm personally am not one of those people i was interested in like other things but i think that's really really interesting how this kind of developed uh into a sort of passion essentially for technology and for the future of uh, technology especially um in the everyday context like in smart jackets and so i think that's really cool and so now looking at the group tape challenge, uh, specifically, how did you use the funds to help you, uh, design your smart jacket? And so what kind of the things did you put the money
1: towards? So, um, I have with me, uh, all the parts that I, uh, got. Uh, I think definitely most specifically, I invested in buying a service plan for the jacket because I was hoping to make it Mm -hmm. based off of cellular or connect to the internet on uh, like cellular like your phone does instead of Wi-Fi because there's just not universal kind of Wi-Fi yet, you know, which is subject to change, which is really interesting. I I spent uh, some money on that. Uh, I spent some money on a microprocessor that had cellular and gsm integrated which just basically means like i could actually access or i could actually use uh you know the sim card that i bought from the cellular people i bought like a servo uh you know a light bunch of parts just a ran- bunch of random parts that would each correlate to a specific system of the jacket i think it was mostly that just little yeah. bits here and there because i mean that's all it really was is just taking a bunch of like disassociated components and trying to put them all together.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. You know, if you're going to make a, a smart jacket, you're obviously going to need parts. So <laughs> money will spend, I guess you could say. Throughout the learning challenge process, what are some of the most uh, important things you've learned about like how smart jackets work and their design? And did you end up learning new things that you didn't know about before? Uh,
1: yeah, certainly. I certainly did. Yeah. Um, I definitely learned a lot about, I guess, just, like, how to handle mental health in the context of projects. Because one of the reasons I, you know, didn't get my smart jacket done within the time period of my 10 weeks was I was just going through a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a mental health something. um, And being online in school was not helping (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, yeah, at all. No, I, I'm in. Honestly, I'm in the same boat during the quarantine, and I think that also like applies to like a lot of people that I know in general. Like, it's like a common thing that happened. Uh, not to downplay or anything, but I'm just saying like this is like a very widespread thing that during the pandemic a lot of people's mental health was just not in a good place, and so doing that on top of like a smart jacket is really, uh, I guess a, a challenge.
1: Well, they do call it the grip tape challenge, don't they?
0: oh yeah i just thought of that right now i was like oh it's a disconnection there
1: Uh, um past uh kind of the more general sense of how to manage a project and whatnot i definitely learned a lot about the internet i had no clue you know what port forwarding was you know i didn't know how to find a general ip address you know all that stuff that i had to set up to try and you know get it connected to the internet and then um I uh, I learned a lot about how batteries are not good right now. There's definitely some development that needs to happen in the realm of battery engineering. And it is happening. Did you know that... Sorry, quick side tangent. Did you know that the person <laughs> who developed the modern lithium-ion battery is still alive and kicking, and he's actually working on a new a solid-state battery down in UT Austin?
0: actually no that's insane no because i'm like i am from like south texas and so ut austin's like right in my like field. that's insane and he's still alive that's actually really crazy yeah i didn't know all of that about batteries and how like they're still being in development i mean i know that there's been like different types of ones that are like being more commonly used but i did not know about like that they're still going forward with it that's actually insane
1: you know, it's just that the you know, like the reason your AirPods or your phone don't last as long uh, in terms of battery is just because the energy density is just not there yet. But it's it's going to get there. It will get there. That's what I learned. Yeah. <laughs> to, to kind of wrap it back around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we bring it all together. I just had like an English exam, so I'm like thesis statement, bring it all together, and so we love that, and so. Uh, you mentioned that you didn't get to finish, unfortunately, your Smart Jacket uh, within the 10 weeks, but do you think that this is something that you want to uh, continue doing um, in the future, continue exploring, or do you want to uh, try uh, different projects?
1: I've definitely already am trying different projects. This Smart Jacket, it needs a little bit of a rest. Yeah. As I said, I'd been working on it freshman year, I realized I was way in over my head, so then I Put it off just a little bit worked on it during grip tape and i think it's going to go back on the back burner for the time being right now i'm working on a electric skateboard because i needed it for uh, a quick commute vehicle between my bus stop and my house and i was developing that from the ground up i mean not from the ground up but as much as that can be on a budget uh and i was hopefully also working on like a robot arm because like i don't know i actually know things about robotics crazily enough i spend so much darn time on my uh, robotics team so i was i was working on a, a robot arm uh with some hardware that i got uh for free from a friend so but yeah i think definitely i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna keep working on the jacket but i think maybe the the world to, to do that in is maybe the world of the you know collegiate in the sense of like i'm going to college soon you know hopefully cross my fingers i think having access to some of those labs might be kind of where I need to be to finish something like that.
0: No, yeah, definitely. I think that also in college, what people don't understand, I think, right now is that, like, high school schedules have become, like, so much more compact than they were in previous years, and mm. so I think that a lot of people are really feeling that, especially after, like, that jump from, like, online school to now, it's, like, even more pronounced, and so, but yeah, I totally get that, you know, uh, putting projects on the back burner, like, sometimes it just has to be done, you know, your life evolves, you know, yeah. things happen, and so Honestly, I think that's uh, that's really cool that you've been pursuing all these different things, you know, based on like your interests and your needs. Also, like electric skateboard is really cool and also really useful. So you get to like the bust off and be like the coolest kid on the block with <laughs> the electric <laughs> skateboard. But yeah, really um, some cool projects. Going back a little bit back to the learning challenge, I know you had a champion, as do all the challengers, a little advertisement for the people listening. And so you had a champion to motivate you along the way. And so how do you think that they contributed throughout the? This
1: process oh gosh they helped so much just being so disjointed because of uh the aforementioned uh mental health thing having someone to you know remind me every once in a while hey you've got this to do and i'm like oh yes i've got this to do i've got something to you know put my mind on or whatever and it was so nice to have somebody who listens to my mad ramblings sometimes uh-, <laughs> uh because you know When you get to work on something so much, the people around you tend to be like, okay, you've got to stop talking and eat dinner. You know, we've been talking about this at dinner for the last, you know, five weeks. Having somebody that was like specifically there to talk about what I've been doing was so nice. And I guess just really helped me pace.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that having the champion not only serve like as a little reminder, you know, of this, hey, you have this thing to do, but also, again, providing that uh, emotional support, like just having support in general is just a really useful tool to have. Knowing that someone is there to cheer you on throughout that process, regardless of the outcome, I think it's something really powerful. Um, the learning challenge, very unique, uh, I think, from any other like research process or things that you may do in school. Um, Having I mean, the support system, I think, is really important. And so I'm glad that you were able to benefit from that. And so um, for our, one of our second to last questions, how do you think that smart jackets can shape our future? Do you think that the future is smart jackets and that everyone is going to be wearing them? Or do you think that it's going to take some time?
1: see it's it's funny that you mentioned the apple watch i think that's probably where everything's headed especially uh right now in terms of batteries Uh, again being not really great for i guess wearable technologies in in terms of you know like safety and energy density and these smart watches i mean they do just about anything that you really need them to other than maybe put up your hood for you or you know, warm you up. I think that certainly there will come a time where smart jackets and smart clothing in general will be more widespread. But I think for now, you know, the common person is just going to be a-okay with an apple watch and that's perfectly fine i mean they're super highly engineered concepts um and devices and you know it's just like it makes sense i guess is what i'm saying so i I definitely think that while apple watch may be right now smart jacket could be like a very future thing probably not by me though
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably in the far, far future, you know, especially with like uh, fast fashion and all of these things developing, people are looking for cheap and fast clothing, and so I guess it'll be some time before that develops. But yeah, I think that's really interesting. For our official second to last question, um, on the Grip Tapes podcast, we have our platform to share with uh, anyone who's potentially interested in participating in Grip Tape. So do you think, looking back, that people should be a part of it? And what advice would you give them?
1: Oh, my god goodness yes i had been recommended grip tape from my best friend and while he didn't get his project done either i don't know just like doing it was so cool and it's if nothing else maybe to brag about it a little bit and be like oh i got an engineering grant it's (laughs) kind of really whatever you make of it and that's what's wonderful i have definitely recommended uh grip tape to a lot of my friends so yeah definitely
0: yeah, for sure. I think that Crypt Tape is like one of the only few nonprofits that puts enough trust in youth and is willing to invest in youth uh, to give them grants to just explore who they are and uh, explore their passions. I think that's something very, very powerful and interesting and unique because I don't think uh, many nonprofits do that. And so I think that's a great opportunity. It's free for anyone who's interesting. And um, yeah, they have different cycles. So there's a the fall cycle, summer, spring. And so it just depends on what kind of like your schedule looks like and which one you want to go towards but it doesn't even have to be related anything to school it could just be something that you like in general like i didn't know that i was going to be into podcasts and i look where i am now (laughs) so there's that
1: uh for those who have tried to look elsewhere for 500 free dollars in order to, to complete a project it just ain't out there and i mean even past that uh, if you do the business challenge, there are just not a whole lot of uh companies out there that are nonprofits uh, or companies alike that are going to be willing to sponsor anybody under the age of twenty. Even I'd go as far as to say it's so different and unique and empowering. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, what grip tape does? Like, I don't know. Did it, do it! It's so good.
0: Yes, five hundred free dollars, <laughs>
1: like we're uh, put it to do
0: whatever you want. You know, five hundred dollars. So, um, yeah, great. So now, unfortunately, this episode is coming to a close. Boo! So, is there any uh, social media handle or website or anything else that you want to give a little shameless plug to right now?
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, probably not. I guess I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't posted on it in a long time, and I have no clue if I'll post on it for another long while. It's, a, uh, let me say this really clearly, Britch Boy. B-R-I-T-C-H-B-O-Y. Um, it's kind of cringy, so maybe don't actually go check it out. I guess for my colleges listening out there, because I'm going to maybe try and send this to colleges, check out, I guess, my work on my robotics team at uh, ironrain.org ironrainrobotics.org my bad. We do some cool stuff over there so hopefully I can get the colleges to please look at it please pass that again them
0: very, very passionate about sending it to colleges. <laughs> colleges, if you're out there, go look at his things. Thank you to everyone for tuning into this episode of the Grip Tape Podcast. And thank you for joining us today, Cooper.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: as always, make sure to follow the Grip Tape Podcast at @griptapepodcast Podcast for updates on our episode, opportunities for youth, and more. I'll see you next time and have a great day. Bye.